Hey everybody, today we have 1 Corinthians chapter 5, one of the shortest chapters in this book, but it opens up a vista for our experience of Christ. And so, just to dial back a little bit, the first four chapters of this book, 1 Corinthians, kind of really dealt with this first problem this church had, this messy church life. Um, it's the problem of division. And that really was related to the natural life of our soul, right? And that's Paul's big, big burden, big takeaway. He wants us to go from being soulless men to spiritual men for the growth of his body, right? And so next, in this chapter, in these just 13 verses, we see, I would say, a gross sin. The next problem Paul has to deal with in this church is the sin of fornication, where a brother... In a sense, in this context, an evil brother who commits incest with his stepmother and is dealt with by the Apostle Paul. A serious problem needs a serious solution. And that's what Paul gives us here for even our experience. Um, I just want to hit mainly two points here is first, this is kind of a, a reality check for every believer in the body, every believer in our club, every believer that we know in our lives. Um, it's a reality check that even we could be susceptible and um, associated with gross sins um, because we're still in the flesh and we'll be in the flesh until we're raptured to be with the Lord. Because we are in the flesh, we can never escape the flesh and the temptations of the flesh and we can find ourselves committing things that maybe seem unthinkable. But as reality check as that is, I want to give you another check. And that is verses 7 and 8 in chapter 5 here. And so as you're really thinking about this chapter, this evil brother committing this gross sin, the real fellowship from Paul is that he gets even excommunicated from the fellowship of the body of the church. Yes, he's still a brother, but as far as the fellowship, the flow of that life, the flow of the enjoyment of Christ, the flow of all that God is to the church, there is a sense of let's purge out the old leaven. Because what happened was there was a boasting, a, a pride kind of in, in his action. And that's what Paul's even rebuke is here. Purge out the old leaven in verse 7, that you may be a new lump, even as you are unleavened. For our Passover Christ has also been sacrificed. So this is Paul's burden that there's a purging out of the old leaven, this old sin. And that's what leaven really hits here is this our sinful nature, our sinful deeds, our old man, our old habits, our old manner of living that needs to be purged out for what? So we can live in this reality of a new lump, a new person in Christ, a new creation in Christ. And so that's Paul's solution here is actually Christ. And that's the theme song throughout this entire book. Every problem, every every messiness in this church life we see in 1 Corinthians, the answer, the unique solution is the all-inclusive Jesus. In this chapter, he's our Passover Christ. Now, a Passover, yeah, you, you should be thinking back. This is a reference to the old teeth the Old Testament, where we see the Passover is when the children of Israel um, in Exodus 12 
put the blood on the doorpost and the Passover is when God's judgment passed over them, right? So they can enter more into what God had for them in the promised land, the good land. And so the Passover is it was a feast in a sense. It was a feast on our, our Christ as our redemption, as our, our covering of our sins. And that was a feast in itself. Um, they were to eat this Christ, eat that Passover lamb that was sacrificed for them for their redemption. But that is not simply the solution, just to take Christ as our redemption for our sins, for our sinful nature. But verse 8 has a, a new commission that might be new to some of us. But I want to encourage you with this new, new encouragement Paul leaves us. It says, verse 8, so then let us keep the feast. Not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice or evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So that Passover, that feast of that a real redemption that we had when we first got saved. Wow, it needs to be continued. It needs to be kept. The feast doesn't need to stop. Our Christian life has these two feasts. A feast when we get saved by the Lord's redemption, by his redemptive blood. And also the feast that we keep enjoying him as our daily portion, our daily life. Um, this is the continuation of a feast. And actually, a feast back in the Old Testament, um, it was a feast of the unleavened bread. It's a continuation of that, of that Passover feast. And it lasted for seven days. And really, that is a, a period of completion. Seven in the Bible, is this, that's the, kind of a theme with that, that number indicating that our entire Christian life, I'm talking from the day we get saved to the day of our rapture, is a long feast. And the feast of what? It's not a feast of keeping up our sinful selves, our sinful actions, but it's a feast of the unleavened bread, the unleavened Christ, the sinless one, the one of sincerity and truth. I don't know if you caught this in verse 7, but Paul says that even as you are unleavened, once that purging out happens and we become a new lump, a new creation in Christ, by enjoying him as his our feast, we become unleavened. He was the unleavened one. He was the sinless one. And the way to bring us into this reality, this solution, this, this wonderful Christ, the unleavened bread, in order to get there, to live this sinless life, something probably every Christian you probably know wants and aspires to live. The only way to get there and reach that goal is to do what? Is to keep the feast. Keep eating. Keep enjoying. Keep being supplied by the word. Keep in, in, our, in this Bible Plus podcast and our after podcast and every podcast we want to throw at you. We want to keep you eating, enjoying, being supplied and nourished by God's word. The Christ that's in that word is the Christ that wants to be our feast, our nourishment, our life and supply. Once we keep that feast, we keep in that enjoyment, keep that sure supply coming. Brothers and sisters, we can be this in verse 7, unleavened people. By eating the unleavened bread, we become the unleavened people. And this is really seen even picture of a flamingo <laughs> as I close out a flamingo is a picture of you are what you eat flamingos are pink only because they eat pink shrimp and 
they become what they eat in that sense. So we could become these unleavened people, even in this messy church life here in 1 Corinthians 5, by eating our unleavened bread, we become unleavened people to live out Christ and to live out his purpose in the church.